What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody, welcome to our crazy fucking toy store that we call Horror Movie Night, where we let a bunch of people give us suggestions once a month, or uh, not once a month, one month out of the year, two months out of the year sometimes, who knows? There's not a real uh, set calendar for it. Whatever, I'm rambling. So, one of you emailed us and said that you want us to watch Demonic Toys. So, Zach, here's your email. You said, I don't think you guys have ever covered Demonic Toys. No, we have not. Uh, it's episode three on the 13 Nights of Elvira program that aired on Hulu in 2014. Uh, it's currently available on Amazon. It's definitely the worst movie I've ever seen by an order of magnitude. And I think that it would be a good fit for the show. So, I mean, there's a lot in there. I just there. gotta tell you, man, you need to watch more movies than we watch because this movie is a fucking dream compared to half the stuff we put ourselves <laughs> through. Yeah. yeah. That's not saying much for this movie. I genuinely, <laughs> I, I, I need to say, I fucking love this movie. And... So- and the reason for that is like Matt knows this and other full moon pictures were like my childhood because when I was younger, I liked I really liked horror movies, but I didn't like to feel scared. So like full moon was like perfect. Now, obviously, I watch like serial killers and really scary horror movies because I just want to <laughs> feel anything. But back when I was a kid, it was like, oh, this is great because it's like, you know, gory, but like I'm not terrified. I fucking love it. it maybe it's nostalgia, but I loved it again watching it at 28. Demonic Toys, I think, is it has a lot of the things that I like, and there is a nostalgia for it. And at the best, I can say it's the best of the Demonic Toys franchise. Aren't there only two? Uh, and there's Dawman versus Demonic oh. Toys and Puppet Master for versus Demonic Toys. But my biggest issue with this movie, and this is going to sound weird, it's too long. It's too it long is. for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was a good like thirty minute short. I get that. Yeah, like it's it's eighty minutes that feels like three hours. Like mm-hmm. it goes forever. Uh, so the movie starts off with two kids and they just go, "I win." No, I win. War. war. And I wrote, "What game is this?" Because that's not how war works. <laughs> There's never been a point in the game of war where I put my card down before someone else puts their card down and go, "I win." You just never won war then. 
No, never. And then we find out that this is a dream. And that leads into the next note that really baffled me for pretty much the entirety of this movie. And I said, I'm not a cop, but I don't think that this is how you do a sting operation. No, like, it's not. Yeah. Like, you don't just send two people in to arrest two other people. And like, there's so many quotes that I've written down. There's one part where they're talking to the guns dealer and he's like, yeah, I got something to show you. And then I wrote my dick. Like, yeah. like, there's so many things where I changed the dialogue. In the movie. <laughs> and then he goes, what do you think about that? He's like, what I think about that is you're under arrest, motherfucker. And I'm like, this is not how it goes. This is not how a sting operation works. You deserve to be shot. You crazy man. Like, wait, wait, wait. You're missing. Actually, I, I, I rewrote, rewound this so that I could write the actual quote. You gonna show us something? Are you gonna stand here and jerk us off all night? Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of sting operation I would be part of. One hundred percent. There's so many quotes in this movie that sound like it was written by Doc from Fraggle Rock when he's that character in Boondock Saints that can't get anything correct. Like it's always like make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the bartender. Why are we talking about Boondock Saints? Because <laughs> at one point the security guard says, "Hold your pants on." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I have that written down, too, because that's not actually the right way to say it. Um, there's another line where the chicken boy is t getting the food ready for um, the, the security guard, and his boss is like, is that a cigarette in your mouth? And he goes, no, it's your dick. Yeah, that's such a badass well, line, dude. Wayne's so badass. <laughs> that's not even a good comeback. It's like saying, I'm sucking your dick. Or is it saying that you have a small dick? I mean, I don't I like, know. I like how they got in trouble. Like, uh, they got in an argument, and they were like, let's just compromise. They're like, what do cool kids wear? And someone's like, a tie-dye shirt. And someone's like, no, a yellow vest. No, a leather jacket. Oh, fuck. We're just going to hold it on him. <laughs> but I love that a character calls him out on it later on in the yeah. movie. <laughs> Annie, this yeah. runaway who looks like she uh, was in, in a high school play. <laughs> Yes. Well, I was thinking it looked like she was the runaway in every 80s rock video. <laughs> Annie, who has, uh, I believe this is the exact line of dialogue she says when she shows up. Oh, hi, I'm Annie. I live in the vent so we could boost the body count a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did change all the... the <laughs> yeah, she looks like a fucking chimney sweep in a high school version <laughs> of fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> and all girls Mary Poppins. <laughs> So here's a fun, this is a fun deep dive for everybody. Strap in. It's time for fun with Matt Kelly. Um, <laughs> so the security guard is listening to polka music, but he's listening specifically to the song Little Old Lady Polka by Psychotic Symphony. Ooh. And, oh, my God. And, and this song also appears in Bad Channels that was released the exact same year as Demonic Toys. And when it's used in Bad Channels, it's because the radio DJ whose radio station gets taken over by the alien is doing an all polka night until they like raise X amount of dollars or something like it's like some crazy, like wacky DJ thing where it's like, I won't stop playing this poke until we get a winning caller. And then in demonic Domin verse demonic toys that was released the next year, the plot line is that Domin teams up with one of the girls who was shrunken down into a little jar from bad channels to fight the demonic toys, which means that this is happening the same night as bad channels, which is super cool. Although the only thing I don't like <laughs> is if, if we were all locked in an auditorium, 
right? Then that makes sense to be like, I'm going to play poker all night until you give me money. But like, if you're on a radio, it's like, I'm going to play poker all night. And it's like, well, then I'm going to change the channel. And now you just get <laughs> no money and no ratings. <laughs> yeah. So the, I think the security guard is my favorite character in this movie. Well, he's my fucking idol. Did you hear him describe his job? That's everything like, I want. You need to find your niche. <laughs> My niche is doing nothing yeah. and looking at porn. Have you seen Miss July? And he is watching Puppet Master. I'm surprised you didn't throw that in the mix. Oh, that's on there too. He is watching Puppet Master later on. That's not the deep dive. That's the obvious yeah. part. So, I mean, I get it. This movie is like so hyper aware of what it is that at times it's really fun. And other times just like, I fucking get it. You know? Yeah. I, I will say that. I still think that Jack Attack looks fucking awesome. Yes. Is that the Jack in the Box? Yeah. He's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Looks so cool. Um, Scott, I have a question mainly for you because I know Matt's answer is no. In Ohio or any other state, do, do, do delivery drivers have giant animal emblems on their car? Because I see no. it in a lot of movies and I've never got to experience it as a kid. No, it's not a thing. It only happens when you have a really clucked up job. Oh, <laughs> I mean. God damn it, Matt. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did we invite your dad on for this? <laughs> All right, so a couple things before we go any further. One, uh, fun little story. I got Megan to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Hulu with me over the last three nights before bed. So we did like, what, 30 minutes, uh, 20 or 30 minutes every night. She loved it. And she was like, let's watch other horror movies like this. And I was like, Fuck yes, let's do that. Let's watch demonic toys. <laughs> no, I, 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 I not demonic toys. I suggested Critters Two, uh, Ghoulies Two. I explained what Ghoulies Two is about, and she was like, "That sounds ridiculous." After I told her the high five, and she's <laughs> on board. Um, so, and she, she was like, "These are all Gremlins ripoffs." I was like, "Yeah, there are a lot." <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I, the education of my wife is going to. It's going to happen. I'm very excited. So there was uh, more Ghoulies ripoffs or uh, more Gremlins Gremlins ripoffs rip than the Gremlins franchise. <laughs> like, that's not that's all... not saying much though. There's like six Gremlins ripoffs and only yeah. two Gremlins movies. But like every one of those ripoffs had a longer franchise than Gremlins as well. <laughs> like even Munchies had three movies. Oh <laughs> like... God. Well, no, no. <laughs> the first Munchie is more of like a Mac and Me ET ripoff, isn't it? No, no, no. The first Munchies is the horror film, and then they made Munchie. Oh, Munchie, which is the E.T. Mac and Me. Well, it's E.T. because Mac and Me was a ripoff of E.T. Yeah. Which, which I believe... Which Mac and Me is awesome. I think... <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I think one of them is getting a Blu-ray release from Scream Factory, but I can't remember if I it's, Munchies say it's Munchie or Munchie. I think <laughs> they're doing Munchies and Munchie on a double disc, aren't they? They are. Oh, they did. might. And people oh. were pissing themselves over that. Yeah, well, I mean, it is Dom DeLuise, R.I.P., obviously. Oh, and <laughs> I just did so... the, like, and then put my fingers in the back. <laughs> that man voiced so many characters I adored as a child, and then he voiced Munchie. <laughs> Gotta go with uh, the bro. He voiced, um, what's his name? The, the Itchy. Dog and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, Itch. Yeah. What a great guy. Rest in peace. <laughs> And he played a great Godfather in every parody Simple, that involved yep. the Godfather ever. Yeah, weren't those all um, uh, shit? Uh, the guy that did uh, Mel they Brooks. Weren't, didn't... They weren't all Mel Brooks because he played a Godfather type character in either The Godson or um, oh God, the Godson. Mafia, or I think it was maybe even Saturday the 14th. 
Yeah, but he he was always the go-to Godfather guy. The best yeah. Godfather scene he ever did, though, is in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. <laughs> was it was Saturday the Fourteenth? Which movie was it where it was like the uh, the psycho bit where he falls down the stairs for like five minutes? Was that Saturday <laughs> the Fourteenth? I think that's Saturday that, the Fourteenth. Is that uh, it? Uh, could be High Fidelity or no, uh, not no, High Fidelity? No. Uh, high Anxiety? No, 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 no. It was a bad movie. Oh, then yeah, Saturday the Fourteenth probably. Wait, wait, wait. So, so the reason I brought up Killer Clowns, right, is yeah. because there is that stupid ice cream truck that the Terenzi brothers run are driving around trying to pick up chicks. Yeah, uh, and and that has a giant clown on the top of it too. So, what year is Demonic Toys? Ninety three, ninety two. So 92. it is it is well after yeah, Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns was eighty eight. Um, but yeah, it was it's definitely a an 80s movie trope but i think that it was supposed to be meta in demonic toys but you know that what's his name wayne is that the the delivery delivery driver Mm -hmm. you know he's a badass because he listens to hard rock in the chicken car (laughs) like that's that's how you know a character is a badass like oh fuck the man i'm gonna listen to hard rock like cranks it to 10 yeah fuck yeah (laughs) but then the the um okay we might have this back and forth through the rest of the episode, but I think that the best part of Demonic Toys, and I may change my mind as we talk about more of it, but the the part that when I think of Demonic Toys, the part that I always think of, which is my favorite gif from this movie, is when the the first guy in the um the jacket with the huge padded shoulders who got shot in the stomach is like dying on top of the little demon boy's grave. Uh, he he sees that so the the toys come alive and the the bear comes after comes towards him and he goes and he sticks out his <laughs> fingers and then the bear goes rah and he bites off three of his fingers. <laughs> it's just so great because it's of, funny because I have a note that just says that first death though because it was just <laughs> that whole scene. I love. I love yeah, and, and, and does is that the guy who gets his balls bitten off by the bear? Or is that the later? I can't remember who gets honestly. His all the dick deaths cut are off. very similar. Yeah, but they so it's just a lot of goopy blood on someone's face every time. Yeah, but um, the best the best death in this movie is actually the Jack in the Box because he gets smashed and he's like full of. Do you guys remember those Teenage Ninja Turtles? Um, they're those hand pies. They are filled with. It was the secret of the ooze, and they are filled with green. Color no, vanilla. you've talked about this I before, know. and I think you're making it up every time. No, nothing. <laughs> but they were filled with this like green goop, and it looks like what Jack the Box monster. What's he? What's he called? Jack Attack. Jack, Jack Attack. Attack. Um, which sounds like just the dumbest name for a monster. Sounds but, like an episode of Street Sharks. Oh, oh man, Street <laughs> Sharks. Oh, we need to do like a full episode deep dive where we just do that entire season. Yeah, that show's pretty awesome. Oh, um, so god cool. damn, man! I didn't. I like you. stepped right into that and didn't even realize. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so wait, who is it? The um, is it when we see Oopsie Daisy for the first time? He goes, "Hi, guy." Yeah. Okay. First of all, so here's fuck, the thing. Fuck that character. I hate this I movie. Hate was the most. made in 2008. It would be voiced by Andy Milanakis. It's just like <laughs> this obnoxious, like, "Oh, fucking Christ, motherfucker! I'm a baby and I'm cursing." So here's the problem with Baby Oopsie Daisy, because there's a couple issues. Baby Oopsie Daisy 
is voiced by a woman trying to sound like an old man, which is a problem. Uh, she also voiced Leech Woman in the Puppet Master first. Oh, so all she did was go, <laughs> <laughs> But I have a note to jump back to what we were talking about where God, I love the guy, <laughs> the guy is bleeding and and it pans across all these toys and i wrote i wonder which toys will be the villains could it be the only three that look sinister yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's so many scenes in this movie that i just want to change the dialogue to make it more <laughs> of a comedy and it really it really starts with you know how to handle that gun i was really hoping the response for the security guard would be i was in korea Back in 86 for my honeymoon, it was a nice little vacation. Uh, what was your question? I have a note here that's not really making fun of the movie. It's just a thing that happens in films all the time that I adore, which is like the entitled murderer who's like, I got light rights, lady. Yeah. Like, you just shot somebody in cold blood. Like, yeah. I'll be out by morning. <laughs> Like, who are you exactly? Uh, but I do also have a note that's worth uh, mentioning, which is that Jack Attack sounds like Salacious Crumb this entire movie. <laughs> he does! Yay! Yeah, I'm so glad you caught that, too. Oh, Every man. time it comes to him, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good Salacious Meat Crumb impression. I'm jealous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there was one moment that made me laugh with Baby Oopsie Daisy. Exactly. Hi, you fat fuck! No, I think no. the same one as me. <coughs> Say is it. it when he pops out from behind a box and just goes miss me nope nope okay mine is pop goes the fucking weasel <laughs> oh god are you gonna start <laughs> quoting icp next because that's <laughs> awful awful fuck you and everybody with clown love even says i never heard of <laughs> God damn it, I fucking hate the ICP so much. God. It annoys me that the best looking of the toys is the one that dies first. They like, Jack Attack gets got like right in the it's middle so of this good. fucking movie. It's so good. The kill is so great because he's just stomping him in slow-mo. And there's still animatronics in that, that I mean, I think there are, in that puppet. You know, yeah. it's like there's animatronics in the, the real Jack Attack. And then I feel like it moves in such a way as it's getting stomped that they had some at least animatronics in the tail. Man, I miss uh, little animatronic creatures instead of CGI because we were watching, you know, again, Killer Clowns. There's even animatronic popcorn in, yeah. that, in that movie. So here's an interesting thing to note about this episode. We are 18 minutes into this episode mm -hmm. and we've talked about all of the stuff with the toys, which is what's really great in this movie. But what the movie thinks is really important is the fucking f pregnant female cop oh, and her conversations yeah. with a little boy oh, that are such a waste of time. Yeah. Well, can, can we just talk about how she's insane? And she, like, the, <laughs> so first of all, this is, this is what happens when her, so the whole point is that she and her partner are fucking cause that's good. You know, cop procedure. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> We should get married when we're ready. Uh, so, so she asks if he ever thinks about getting married, and and this is them as they're about to do this like super serious cop shit. And he he goes, she goes, you ever think about getting married? And he goes, yeah. When when we should get married when we're ready for kids. First of all, that's terrible advice. You should get married when you want to get married. You should yeah. not get married to have kids because you're gonna miss all the fun parts of get of being married, and you're just gonna go to the screaming babies 
tense nights at the dinner table part of marriage. You're not going to have the fun part to build your relationship and then have the stressful part. So yeah, really bad advice. Don't do that. Uh, and then she's like, oh, you're not listening to me. I'm saying I'm pregnant. And like, listen, I am a pretty oblivious man and husband. <laughs> no, like, I, even if I was clued in, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, we have been dating for a month. You were pregnant? Um, and and that his reaction is so unrealistic. He's just like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, he's like so nonchalant about it. But yeah. anyway. Cool. So, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. Nice. All about it. Like hardened cops, undercover detectives aren't going to be stoked that their lives are going to be flip turned upside down. Fresh Prince of <laughs> Bel-Air style. Yeah. Be- her jacket is straight, straight prince of bel-air fresh prince of bel-air like it's yeah. so ridiculous puffy it's a salt and pepper jacket straight up <laughs> we're responsible enough to have children all right let's go on this bus with no backup yeah oh. yeah like, let's <laughs> fucking do this uh oh she actually her line is got your piece then let's dance <laughs> oh man she um, says wait wait i have more lines just let's go. <laughs> so he gets shot and immediately dies. He shoots the guy in the stomach, then gets shot in the fucking chest. And he's such the, the guy that kills him is I give him a pass to kill a cop because he's a much better shot than the fucking cop who has the drop on the criminal. So <laughs> her boyfriend bleeds out and she goes, Oh God, you bastards. You and should. then she goes and finds the guy and she goes, You're under arrest, asshole. <laughs> and then there's another one where um Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, this is a little bit later, and it's Wayne. But he's freaking out, and he goes, Dude. this is fucked. We got to get out of here. And then she slaps the shit out of him. Their acting is atrocious. That scene, everyone, when they're in that room together, everyone was like, this is my ticket out. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to yep. take this movie. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna act my ass off in this scene, and everyone's going to take me out. Even, like, the the one girl that plays, like um, – Annie? Nona Ryder in Beetlejuice has a chimney sweep. She's like, um, <laughs> she's like, it doesn't matter. And then she just goes full on screaming. That, that scene is probably the most infuriating scene because everyone's either freaking out or an idiot. Who so there's you kill you. So <gasps> there's <laughs> there's one thing that we haven't mentioned that that is very important to point out is among all of the other crazy things that are happening in this movie, there's also like a biohazard album cover. That's just pedaling a bike all around the inside of this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which I don't yes. know how big of the screen you guys watched, but they didn't even get gas masks. Like those are just made from like a sock <laughs> and like some paper cut out. Like it's so weird. <laughs> Well, and then there's a scene where the bicycle girl rides right at the one dude, and then she disappears, and then she's back again as a child, and then it cuts away for a second, and then she's a naked Playboy playmate. Yeah. 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 Well, they were halfway through the movie, and they're like, holy shit, almost everyone's There are no dead. boobs We don't yet. have any boobs yet. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta turn one of those biohazard girls into a full-blown model. Yeah. Show some boobies. Yeah, the noises that the teddy bear makes when he gets shot. I have that line, too. I have a note about that, too. <laughs> another, another perfect example, like, it, this is demonic toys. I don't like how it was a giant bear. I would have liked it if it was this giant fucking shadow and then the tiniest 
most dangerous toy comes out behind the box. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that it's just that <laughs> that Chucky Band has been sitting on this costume since 1987 when he did Dolls and was like, yo, we could probably get another run out of this giant bear costume that Dude, we I, have. I think, like, there's one doll that actually doesn't do anything. It's just when he summons all of them, and it looks exactly like... Not not exactly like, but clearly the first prototype of Jester from Puppet Master. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the very, like, it's the only toy that comes to life midway through that actually has a menacing face. The rest is just, like, a snuffing puff hug bear that doesn't <laughs> have any anger to him. Uh, so, so, beyond the bear from Dolls, we also have a walking um, uh, British soldier who is also from dolls. Yes. I, mean, I fucking love the callbacks that full moon does. And I think it is 50% because they know who their fans are, but mm-hmm. mm, that might be 25%. I think it's probably 75% because they're so cheap that they keep all of their props and use them a second time. Uh, but that's fine. I don't even care. I mean, I fucking love when the teddy bear turns into a, basically a wear bear and just <laughs> is going after him. And then he, hits him with the car and the car explodes and oh my god they really blew their load financially last like 20 minutes of this shit so i I want to i want to mention oh go ahead brian no it's no big deal i was just gonna say it gets me like to enter enjoy the movie a little bit like for the most part like i hate it evil bomb i just thought it wasn't a good movie (laughs) but when you're when you're inside the bong and you see like ooga booga and like all the callbacks to all the other chart like full moon movies it does make me enjoy it a little bit yeah, I, I don't know why, but it does. So I was going to say, let's part of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's take a quick second. And I know that this is a little bit more of the analog Jones style of doing things, but <laughs> fucking fantastic poster and VHS cover. Just putting those toys front and center and just being they like, this, yeah, this is what you're getting. And I remember that cover being so cool as a kid. And guess what? I would still hang that fucking poster on my wall. Like that poster is awesome. Both <laughs> movies that we so this movie and last week's movie, both their movie posters are in my Amazon cart to, to get <laughs> in my office because yeah, Demonic Toys and Extra just have awesome, awesome fucking posters. I love the Extra poster. I think I would say the Extra poster is better than the Demonic Toys just because it's painted. Yeah, I could look over a Jack jack attack every day in my office that'd be fantastic well i know Um, what you're getting for christmas this year (laughs) yeah there's this whole like subplot that there's a little boy and he's actually the boy (laughs) from the the woman's dreams and he talks like a full-grown man because he's like the devil is pretty good actually yeah but still (laughs) i'm just saying not necessary to the rest of this Uh, yeah well hey matt or sorry brian uh because matt has no tattoos brian do you want dibs on the tattoo of that kid holding a glass of red wine or do or should i do it (laughs) that is a great tattoo i think you should do it i'm gonna do jack attack because (laughs) my 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 tattoo artist is full-on traditional so oh yeah i have a few portraits yeah like mine are mine are real like old school traditional so like it when you do actual people it's not as cool question for you guys because i i may have looked away from the screen but i vividly remember like i know that we went to a flashback but does someone give birth to a devil and then bury it yeah that is this movie i I want to talk about this 
we got to talk about this. So this is technically a Halloween movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it happens on it, – it, does, it doesn't sell itself as a Halloween movie. I forget. I've seen this movie like four times in my life, and I always forget it's a Halloween movie until the, the flashback. So the flashback, they go back to like the 30s or something. It says like 60 years – 66 years ago. Um, and it's the the old Biddy from Elvira, right? I think. Yes. She's the – she's like the, the midwife or something, and she – they give birth to this the, – the woman gives birth to this devil child. He comes out stillborn. And then these trick-or-treaters show up and she goes, would you like something better than candy? And the kid's are like, yeah. No kid. No kid would prefer a baby carcass instead of candy. Yeah. And so the kids are all excited. They take the bag and they go over by this well. They just – just outside the house. And they open the bag up and it's this demon baby and they go, ah, and they just throw it over their shoulder, like so nonchalant. <laughs> and uh, it falls into a well, which then they, like 66 years go by and that's what the uh, the toy warehouse is built upon. So that's like the logical leap that you have to take. I don't even care. It's so it's funny. So it's so ridiculous because like, I feel like if you are a satanic cult and you're trying to give birth to a demon, it's not you know something that you really want to advertise it's a very private right. thing so it's like yeah. i'll give it to children they can keep a secret <laughs> they won't say anything secret from their diary much less somebody else <laughs> we got i think we got kind of out of order a little bit because that um that flashback happens before the naked lady yeah. uh because she's at like the one hour mark area and we also have a master class on fighting inanimate objects before that too because they fight jack attack and baby oopsie daisy and um then annie gets stabbed in the fucking eye yeah i don't know why that would kill you but whatever and then wayne's walking around because the um the playmate turns into annie and he's like oh god and he's like gagging like why you knew that chick for 15 minutes yeah are you really that upset that she's dead She's not like your love interest. Yeah, yeah. She's homeless. And yeah, in front of you. She probably smelled terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the the lady who hands him the baby, and her uh, IMDb credits are pretty impressive. Oh yeah, starters. But she's still alive. She's wow. Still, yeah, she's 89 years old. Really? Um, I would have thought she was 80 in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Time was not uh, kind to her. <laughs> yeah, and this was a couple years after not Elvira. Elvira was 89, right? 86, I think. No, no way. Let me see. I was just looking at it. Look at 89. I'm pretty sure Elvira. Uh, 88, 88. Okay, close. But yeah, so um, this movie's bonkers. Wait, wait, we're uh, missing two things that I want okay. to talk about. So... Um, the shotgun swing decapitation. Okay, I yeah. I remember who gets decapitated, but uh, somebody like there's no bullets left in the the gun, no rounds left in the shotgun, and so somebody just gets bang, their head gets popped off. It's pretty sweet. And then Judith gets telekinetic powers. Did you notice that? Yeah, moves stuff with her hands or something, or with you know like by she she becomes Jean Grey. With the Phoenix Force for a minute, but it's never even discussed. And then the uh, she gets some help from the little British army soldier, and it's actually her unborn baby, <coughs> who is the one who is fighting the demon baby son. 
in her dreams and he's like i won't get to see you for eight months i can't wait to be your son you're gonna yeah. be a great mom and then that's it yeah that's the movie and then she wants to take the easy way out what's your name you haven't given it to me yet damn it all right I'll <laughs> <it out. laughs> lazy fucking parenting right there it's worth noting by the way the sequel to this quote-unquote um dom and verse demonic toys is 64 minutes long <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and the movie has to make sure that anybody who's watching it has seen dom man bed channels and demonic toys so the first 30 minutes is just just, <laughs> just showing clips from the previous movies so this was a this was a really big like money saver release for them i think but it features our guy our favorite our favorite short man phil fondacaro phil fondacaro's in this movie he plays the security guard in the second movie oh in the second movie sorry i in thought the you were second movie talking... and baby oopsie daisy becomes uh has a new voice actor who is frank welker who voiced everyone ever <laughs> but most importantly fred on scooby-doo and we oh, do have okay, great well, we do have tracy scoggins in this movie who was in Hellborn in 2003, starring Tommy oh, Lister, who was also in No in 2012, starring Wait. Michael Keaton, who was in... Oh! <laughs> I really thought you were going to go with the old lady that Scott was talking about, to be fair. <laughs> Man, he, he didn't want the easy way out because she was actually Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the inspiration for Beetlejuice. Um, so I, I almost wonder, I feel like part of me believes that you have to have some type of website where you can just type in two movies and it will build the link for you. You can, you can do it with Kevin Bacon. That's what I did for Tremors, <laughs> but the rest of it, it's just a quick, it's a quick search. I mean, you don't have, you just have to recognize a movie kind of, that's all it is. <laughs> you know, like I looked up Bentley Mitchum who plays Wayne and I was like, I don't, I don't recognize any of these movies unless someone in Walker Texas, Walker Texas Ranger can get me to. Ugh. So can I, can I do my own attempt? Uh huh. So the old lady that Scott was talking about, uh, Pat Crawford Brown, was in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, which starred Cassandra Peterson, who appears in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee Herman, nice. uh, Paul Rubens appears in the beginning of Batman Returns. So that features Michael Keaton as Batman, who played Beetlejuice. Wow, that's awesome. See, you, you're <laughs> doing it better than me, because mine is like, I'm like going through IMDb. You just know this stuff. <laughs> uh, it's just because I vaguely remember, like out of nowhere, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Elvira pops up in Pee-wee's Big Adventure for like a millisecond as a biker chick. Oh yeah. I say you let me have him first. That's her big line in the movie. I say you let him go. <laughs> Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, just taking a quick break in the middle of the episode to remind you that if you head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast, you'll be able to find a whole plethora of fun, exciting episodes that you will not hear on this feed. Uh, We talked about the Wicker Man. We've talked about Turbo Kid. We've talked about UHF. Uh, There's a bunch of other things that we talked about. I feel like I'm blanking on one. Uh, One that I picked that I loved. Oh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, which I still stand by as a great movie, and Scott and Brian can go suck a dick. And finally, out this month, we have an episode talking about the infamously bad Howard the Duck. So go over to patreon.com backslash HMN podcast and donate $5 a month to listen to all the exciting bonus episodes. Now, back to the show. So what was your guys' double feature idea for Demonic Toys? There's a solid chance that Scott and I have the same one. Well, okay, so do we want to just put dolls out there and say we we can't do dolls? Well, then crap, but sure. (laughs) I I say that one is too easy. Yeah, because that was what, okay. Okay, you guys go. Brian, you go first then while I try to think. Okay, so my double feature is a is a movie that I was really excited for when it came out, and it ended up being a letdown. And the reason that it's my double feature is because this movie made me think of demonic toys when these toys came to life, and I said, wow, half these toys are literally ripped from demonic toys, which is Krampus, the Adam Scott comedy horror that came out a few oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed Krampus. It's uh, not great. It should have been. It. it should have been an R. I think. Yeah, it was too absolutely. It, I wanted it to be more bloody, more. You know, it was more like it, Gremlins. It was pretty bleak, though. Yeah, it was more like a Gremlins like ruckus. Like I liked the ending a lot. The ending was cool mm-hmm. because it pissed me off at first, thinking it was just a dream. But sorry, spoiler alert. But you had uh, it's okay. It's an average movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I really liked that movie too, due to the fact that it was. It felt like they were just like, okay, what are the what are all the monsters that we could put in it? Yeah. It didn't I, need to make sense. But you got to understand, like, Trick or Treat is top five horror for me. Like, I love oh, yeah. Trick or Treat. So I really wanted a Trick or Treat with Adam Scott, like help. a darker comedy. And it was just or more of a family. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, also, I think that the biggest problem that I have personally with Krampus is that there was a lot of CG where there really wasn't much of any in Trick or Treat. Yes. Yes. Very true. My double feature, uh, I'm going to say, and this is going to be a little weird, but you're going to start with this movie and you're going to end with Demonic Toys. And what you're going to watch is Rosemary's Baby and then pretend that the Ah, baby born at the end of the movie became the baby that caused the Demonic Toys. That is so disrespectful to Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) No, that's genius. That is the most horror movie night thing i can imagine <laughs> starting with something great and then ending with something shit oh, i mean demonic toys is not like a 
we've watched a lot worse. It's no Uncle Sam, all right? Yeah. No, Which is also uh, not the worst thing that we've watched this year. I'm not but, shitting on it. It's just like, hey, Roman Polanski, you ever think about teaming up with Charles Band? You guys make similar <laughs> movies. <laughs> Listen, with his rap sheet, I feel like he can only do movies with Charles Band if he comes to America. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. So I'm going the exact opposite direction and going very tenuous. I would say you start with demonic toys and then you have the backstory of the killer mutant bear prophecy 1979. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Nice. <laughs> or a movie that's mostly boring, but has one of the best deaths of all time. Yeah. The sleeping bag death, which is actually one of the first times that Matt and I really became best friends. Uh, <laughs> was when, when we, when he was like, you have to see, was that on the first episode that we did? Yeah. Okay. I, it was you were we talked about um, behind the mask. And yeah. then I think it was like the, the second movie that like we we're going to do another movie and then it was going to be prophecy. And we were talking to you about prophecy because Miguel and I, and I were super excited to watch it. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of it. I'm like, not only am I going to send you a link to this scene. I'm not letting you get off the phone oh, call until right. I yeah, listen yeah. to you react to it. <laughs> Is that in the episode? It's been so long since I've listened. No, no, it's not in the episode, unfortunately. Oh, that's but. so funny, though, because I remember, like, losing my shit. <laughs> oh, man. But but you, if you if you couldn't find a copy of Prophecy, I guess you could watch Annihilation because it's got a killer mutant bear thing. But I don't know. I think Prophecy would be a good fit. I feel like Prophecy is not that hard to track down. And... It also has a really great poster. It does. <laughs> it's got two things going for it, but it's definitely not worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does fight a mutant bear. There. Oh, wait, I forgot. There is a chainsaw fight sequence that happens for no reason in Prophecy as well. Wow, and I haven't even. I've still not watched it yet. So. Uh, oh, that was one of the many films that you lied about watching. <laughs> yeah, that first like three months, I I lied about like two thirds of the films. <laughs> I don't even feel bad. No. All right. Well, that was Demonic Toys from 1992 as picked by Zach. Uh, if you would like to suggest us some movies that you would want to see us discuss, you got to send those emails at hmmpodcast at gmail.com. I believe the plan for the next listener submitted month is going to be in April. So get those in over the next couple of months, and then we'll have a nice big pool that we can pull from to determine what movies we'll discuss for that April listener submit it month. Get those bad boys flowing in, please. Uh, also, just a quick reminder, this is the last episode we are uploading to SoundCloud. Uh, from this point on, the only way that you'll really be able to listen to the show is subscribing on iTunes. Uh, hopefully, we'll be on Spotify pretty shortly after this switchover, uh, but we'll let you know about that as soon as we know. And... <clears throat> You can check out the website, hmnpodcast.com. That has links to all of the cool stuff that we do on social media, as well as every single episode. So you can go ahead and listen to the episodes there if you really, really, really don't want to listen to us on iTunes for some reason. Um, that is everything that I have to say. <laughs> so <laughs> tune in next week when uh, it's fucking October. It's not just in October. It's a rocktober. Oh, I'm going to yes. go ahead and say it. Scott came up with this idea and it's fucking brilliant so all month october we're talking heavy metal horror films strap the fuck in ah! that's, there that's, it is yeah <laughs>
Brian, do you know who Salacious B. Crumb is? No, but I'm laughing anyway to feel a part of. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.